Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards anyone who earnestly seeks him. That is Hebrews 11, 1 through 6. I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes in this video about faith because faith is the foundation of everything we have in God. It is the basis for our relationship with God. Now, if you'll remember, if you looked uh, and watched the video from last week, I'm going through a, a book called Basic Training. You're welcome to get this book uh, on the website. Uh, if you'll go to uh, brad, uh, or embarkmen.com and then email me at bradsmall at embarkmen.com, I will get you one of these books, and you can work through uh, learning how uh, to grow up in your faith and learning how to give your faith away to other people and help disciple other people into spiritual maturity. And that's the, 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 the basis, the first place we have to start is addressing our own faith issues. I don't know if you remember, uh, there's, a, there's a, a book in the Bible called Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says this, It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no man can boast. God saves us by grace, but our response is faith. Our response is faith. And I want you to know that the highest will of God is for you to have faith in Him. He doesn't want you always to be questioning Him and what He's up to and why He's doing it. He wants you to accept Him and His character and His Word as true in spite of your circumstances, your emotions, and cultural trends. There's our working definition of faith. I want to say it again. God wants you to believe that Him, His character, and His Word are true regardless of, regardless of what? Emotions, circumstances, and cultural trends. So the rock by which we base everything in our lives is God and His character and His Word. That is true. And then as cultural trends change, God doesn't change. As my emotions change, God doesn't change. As my circumstances in life change, God doesn't change. And faith is learning to hold on to God even when emotions and circumstances uh, and cultural trends are changing. That's what strong faith is. So that is our definition of faith. C.S. Lewis puts it this way. C.S. Lewis says, Faith is the art of holding on to things your reason has once accepted in spite of your changing moods. The problem we have when we tie our faith to our emotions is our emotions take us all over the place. 
But, but we're supposed to hold on to faith because faith is based on reason. Faith is based on fact. It's not based on emotion. And when we let our emotions take over, our faith can go all over the place. What God wants us to do, and you need to remember this, God wants us to believe our beliefs and He wants us to doubt our doubts. But what Satan wants us to do is Satan wants us to come in and believe our doubts and doubt our beliefs. Don't miss that wordplay. That, by the way, that's not mine. That came from a hundred years ago. But God wants us to do what? I want to believe my beliefs. This is what I know. This is what I believe. I'm going to hold on to that. And then I've got these doubts over here. Well, great. Doubt them. Ask questions about them. Faith is built through doubt and addressing your doubts and asking questions and walking through your doubts. Don't be afraid of asking questions. Don't be afraid of your doubt. Doubt your doubts. Question your doubts, because the more you do that, the more you can answer those doubts and move them over into the belief section. And then what does God say? Believe those beliefs. Hold on to them. When your mood changes, hold on to them. When you go through dry seasons with God and you don't feel like He's there, He's there. Hold on to them. When culture changes and you feel like that you don't fit in with culture anymore, hold on. He's still there. Nothing changes, and those beliefs are solid. So doubt those doubts. Doubt those doubts, but believe those beliefs. Spiritual warfare, in many ways, is Satan coming in and trying to get you to do the opposite. What Satan wants you to do is doubt your beliefs. Just doubt them. You know, why would you ever want to believe that? And then he wants you to believe your doubts. Well, I have this doubt, therefore that must be true. And you see that all the time, especially in the area of pain and suffering. When people start blaming God for pain and suffering, they're believing their doubts and they're doubting their beliefs. And that's what spiritual warfare is. Satan's always trying to come in and undermine your faith. You can't let that happen. You've got to hold on firm. Now, emotions play a role. Emotions do play a role. I want you to think about driving a car. When you're driving a car, you have warning lights in your car. Uh, I have a warning light that comes on when my tires are low. I have a warning light that comes on if, if I don't have enough oil. Uh, I have a warning light that comes on if I don't have enough gasoline. Um, I have all of these warning lights that come on, but they don't drive the car. I drive the car. The warning lights are just warning me that there's some things I need to do in maintenance to the vehicle to be able to drive the car. That's what emotions are in our lives. Emotions don't drive the vehicle of our lives. Emotions are warning lights. Hey Brad, you need to pay attention to the oil. Hey Brad, you need to fill up with gas. Brad, you need to maintain the vehicle. The emotions are warning lights, but they don't drive the car. And so what I need to do with my faith and emotions is I need to recognize that my emotions are valid and real, but I always need to be taking my emotions and putting them back up against the truth and the belief of what? The character of God and His Word is truth. And where I, my emotions are not matching up, I need to address the warning light they're pointing to, but I don't let my emotions dictate my beliefs. If I do that, I get myself in some serious, serious trouble. I pay attention to them, I address them, but I believe what I believe and hold on to that. And so what I want you to, to know, and, and uh, I, I hope that you will order this, this uh, manual and work through it, but this manual, this first chapter, is all about that one thing. Understanding that my faith, 
that my beliefs are true and the character of God is true and His Word is true and that my faith in that, that is what I hold on to. That's my anchor for life. And everything else that changes, my emotions, my circumstances, cultural trends, don't affect this at all. And so you, you, you struggle through dry seasons when you have a walk of faith. You deal with your doubts when you have a walk of faith. And, and you address those doubts through what? Through research, through time in the Word, through praying to God, through talking to other uh, men and women of God who have been through what you have been through so that you can grow and hold on to that faith. It's interesting to me when we read that chapter, uh, or, or the first part of that chapter from Hebrews chapter 11, you know, the first thing he says is to have faith, you have to know that God exists and He created the world. That's where you have to start, right? Is knowing God is who He says He is and His Word is true. But second, you know, when he talked about Enoch, Enoch was an interesting figure. He, his story is actually in Genesis chapter 5. But Enoch was a man that walked with God. That's what Genesis chapter 5 said. So he walked with God. He had this close relationship with God and he walked with God. And what was so amazing was, is one day apparently he was walking with God and God said, do you want to go back home? And Enoch said, not really. And God said, well, just come be with me. And the Hebrew writer says, he never died. He just, he just went home to be with the Lord one day because his walk with God was so close. And he's an example for us in faith because here's what Enoch taught us, that without faith it's impossible to please God. What pleases God? Simple faith. What pleases God? Simple faith. I'm going to say it one more time. What pleases God? Just simple faith. Now, I want you to understand this. Faith is not about the amount of faith you have. Faith is about where you decide to put your faith. You can have a whole lot of faith in the wrong thing and it's going to destroy your life. Or you can have just a little bit of faith in the right thing, Jesus Christ, and it will change your life forever. So it's not about the amount of faith, it's about the object of your faith. So I want you to think about this. Jesus said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, a mustard seed is as small as a grain of sand. So I want you to think about that. If, you if your faith is as small as a grain of sand, but it's in me, you can say, move this mountain and you can move mountains. And of course, he's using hyperbole there. But don't miss this. What's he saying? He's saying, it's not about having huge faith. It's about having faith in the right thing. Think about, uh, there was a centurion, uh, a, a Roman leader, who came to Jesus one day and was needing him to heal his child. And he says, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. And so everything about your faith walk in Jesus is going to be about you have some faith and you have some doubt. That's very, very normal. But what you're going to do, remember back to what we talked about earlier, you're going to hang on to your faith and you're going to doubt your doubt. And as you do that, your faith will grow. But what is more important than your faith growing all the time is making sure that your faith is put where your faith needs to be put. You put it in Jesus Christ. You put it in the character of God and His Word. That's where faith goes. So I'm going to say it one more time so you get this, right? Faith pleases God. Just little, simple faith pleases God. It's not the amount. Get off this whole thing of, well, I don't have enough faith. I, my faith isn't big enough. I'm not a, I don't have the faith of somebody else. That's not how you measure faith. It's not about the amount, the number of ounces or pounds. 
It's about where have you put it. And I'm telling you right now in our culture, we're having people put a whole lot of faith in things that are going to crumble. And you're going to see their lives be destroyed. Just put whatever faith you have right there solidly in God. And Jesus will grow that faith, grow that faith through walking with you through life experiences. And as you walk with Him in that simple faith and it pleases God, what you're going to see is you're going to see more and more and more faith. Remember how that, that text ended? It said, because what? You have to believe God exists and He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. He rewards those who have that faith. So when I have faith in the wrong things, it doesn't matter if it's a little or a lot, that's, that's, going, to, that's going to crumble my life. But when I have a little faith in God, what I know that He does there is He rewards that. Well, what does He reward it with? Well, obviously, ultimately eternal life, living with Him forever in heaven. But there's some other things He rewards. He rewards us with more faith. He rewards us with more simple trust. He rewards us with the confidence that He came through last time, He's going to come through again. He rewards us with peace. He rewards us with joy. He rewards us with contentment in our life and a deep satisfaction. And He rewards us with a deep sense of meaning and fulfillment and significance in our lives. Those are the things God rewards. So everything we're wanting in life, peace and joy and significance and healthy relationships, everything we're wanting, people are looking to this world and putting faith in the world faith in worldly systems to find that, and they're bitterly disappointed. And yet, over here, if you'll just take and put that little mustard seed of faith in God, God says, I'll reward that. It pleases me. I'll reward it. And you will begin to find all the things in life that bring you significance and fulfillment through me. Because that's what I do to my children who have simple trust and faith in me. And so I want you to think about faith today. Uh, Romans 10, uh, 9, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. How do you get faith? There's no, no shortcut. You've got to go straight to the Word of God. That's where faith comes. And then you apply it to your life. And then as you apply it to your life, you begin to see your faith grow as God rewards you with His presence and with His walk with you. And that's where you find the deep significance you're looking for. It's faith. Remember, God and His Word are true. And that's where we place our faith, regardless of circumstances, emotions, and cultural trends. Don't let the trends of our culture take you away from your simple faith in God. God is where it's at. Let's pray. Father, thank you for our time together uh, in this first chapter. And Lord, I, I just gave a, a brief introduction to all the deep things about faith. And Lord, I just pray that this message uh, pricks someone's heart to do further research. I, I pray, Lord, that, that uh, when, when they hear this uh, today, when they watch this message, Lord, maybe they'll reach out 
with some faith questions and we can start a, a quest with them. We can start a relationship with them that can lead them into a deep faith journey with you. Thank you, Lord. You're the giver of all good things, including our faith. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great day. And remember, uh, jump over to the website, embarkmen.com.